Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for the Shir and Likute Halachas. Yoradeya Chelik Sheni, Hilchois Pigin Bechoyer, Halacha Hei. We're in the middle of paragraph Yud Tes. We're up to the subparagraph in this version. Vezeh Bechinas Malchuscha Malchus Koloilamin. Rabbi Nassim Sal is explaining the Tfil of Ashrei based upon the chapter on Likute Mran. This halacha is based on chapter 7 in the second half of Likut Imran. V'zeh b'chinas malchus chal malchus kol o'ilomim. Shemalchus ha'yisbarach mo'ileches u'moysheles b'chol ha'ilomois kulom me'roish kol dargen v'atsoif kol dargen. What this Pesach is telling us is that Hashem's kingdom rules everywhere from the highest highest to the lowest lowest places. V'afilu b'sho'el tachtiyas u'mitachtov. Even in the lowest, lowest levels of Gehenna, Hashem's kingdom reaches all the way down there. Kileis asar because there is no location in, in existence that's void of, of Hashem. as the pasuk says, Umal Hashem's kingdom rules everywhere, even in the sitrachra, even in the lowest places. However, to inform everybody, to let the whole world know about this, it's only the true tzaddikim that are really the ones that deliver this message to all those that are willing to listen to them. Who are the ones who bring this holy das, this recognition of Hashem to the world, in the biggest way. And this is how we pass on this recognition of Hashem from generation to generation. Because if you take a look, this holy chapter of Tehillim, chapter 144, this is what it's really speaking about, the whole chapter. Sha'olov Om Rabbi Senuzal, and it's about this chapter of Tehillim that the Gemara says in the beginning of Brachas, Kolho Oimer Tehila Ladovid Sholish Pamin Bechol Yoin, Muftach Loishu Ben Adon Haba. That a person who recites this chapter of Tehillim three times a day is guaranteed Oilam Haba. So this tells us that this chapter of Tehillim is very, very special. Doyer Ledoyer Yeshabach Masecho. Again, it has this message which tells us what the whole purpose of the world is, that one generation will pass on to the next generation all about Hashem's actions, that Hashem created the world, Hashem is operating the world. As Rashi says over there, that this is the message that this chapter of Tehillim is really giving us, the incredible importance of bringing new children into the world, in order, in order to be mamlech Hashem, in order to pass on the kingdom of Hashem from generation to generation. Yoiducho Hashem kol maasecha v'chasidecho yivarchucha. All of Hashem's creations will praise Him and His chasidim will bless Him. Kvoid malchuscha yomeru, they'll speak about the glory of your kingdom. Lohidiyel of neyodam gvoroisav, to inform all of mankind about Hashem's strength, uchevoid hadar malchusoi, and the beauty of Hashem's kingdom, malchuscha, hainu, Rav Zal says, hainu shehachasidim, sheheim hatzadikei emes, moidim levneyodam gvuroisov, uchevoid hadar malchusoi. The term here, vachasidecha, Rav Zal says, refers to the great tzadikim, that they are the ones who inform and enlighten all of mankind about the greatness of Hashem, that Hashem's kingdom is forever. And the main way that this is accomplished is by passing on this message from generation to generation. Your kingdom, your rulership, from every generation to the next generation. Because this is the real shining of the holy das, 
that Hashem's kingdom should be established and recognized from generation to generation eternally. And how is this accomplished? How does Hashem achieve the greatest recognition through Alidei Soime Hashem Lechola Noiflim Vezoikef Lechola Kfufim? By people being made aware that Hashem supports and helps all those that are fallen, and He stands up all those who are bent over. Hainu Bechina Samshocha Sadasanal Bedore Mato. In that chapter, Mikudimran, Rabbi Nizal speaks about giving this das to people who are on a very high level, advanced level, that the truth tzaddik enlightens them about Hashem. He shows them that they still have a lot more to learn, and he also enlightens the Doremata, the people who feel very distant from Hashem, far from Hashem, they don't know, and he, he encourages them, he lets them know, you're not far, you're close to Hashem, Hashem is close to everybody. She'ikoroi lismoich veliskoif eskol hanoiflim. The main das, the main message that we want to deliver to the people who are on a low level is that Hashem supports and stands up all those who have fallen, all those that are bent over. To give them the encouragement and the strength that, and support that they need to help them stand up. That they shouldn't fall. By delivering this message to them clearly that Hashem is still with you, even though you've made mistakes, you've committed sins, even though you're you're so far away, you know so little, Hashem is still with you. Because Hashem's kavod fills the entire world everywhere. And over there, Mikudim Ram, Rabbi Nisal goes on to show that when we establish the Malchus of Hashem properly, then the Malchus is able to rise up to the Yam HaChachma and be using the Bitchoinais of everybody, all the Bitochim, all the trust that people put in Hashem and the eyes that are looking up to Hashem for support, that gives the Malchus the ability to go up and receive Parnoso. Through the Bitochim that exists throughout the world, where eyes are turned to Hashem, looking to Hashem to provide for us. Rabbeinazal explains over there in chapter 7 on the Kutimran that this enables the Malchus to be able to receive Parnasa from the Yodayim Shebiyam HaChochma. That's the terminology Rabbeinazal uses in that Torah based on Psukim. And that also generates this incredible high-level light, which is above all the spheroids during when the person is eating. All of this is found in those psukim and ashray. All eyes are hoping to you. And as a result of that, as a result of that, that people are looking only to Hashem, that, that creates boundaries, that creates kalim for Hashem to be able to provide us with what we need at the right time. And Hashem opens up His hands, these hands, these yodayim shediyama chachma, and Hashem provides all living beings everything that they want. Again, Ratzain, Hashem satiates us with this Heoras HaRatzain, this incredible highlight that's called Ratzain. We see the Malchus in here, the Arizal says that the first letters of Lechol Chai Ratzain spell the word Rachel. And Rachel is one of the names of the Malchus. The Malchus is referred to, we know that in the throne of Hashem, it's brought that there are four images, Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, and Dover HaMelech. That's one version. 
And there's another version that it's Avram Yitzchok Yaakov and Rochel Imenu, that Rochel represents the Malchus. She is the Shekhinah. Rochel Mevake Al Boneho. Many, many proofs to show this. Kemavur Shombat as Rabbein Zal expounds on all of this over there in chapter 7 in the second half of Likud Imran, Ayin Shom, study it. V'yalkein nismechul zelozeh. And now Rabbein Zal has shown us the whole flow in Ashrei about stressing about how we're strengthening the Malchus of Hashem by passing, by glorifying Hashem, by informing everyone about Hashem's kingdom and passing on that message, midor l'dor, teaching bonim and talmidim, teaching children and students. And that results in this flow of parnasa and helrasarotzoing, all of these things. Now Rav Nosanzal continues, paragraph chof, lechem haponim. And this will explain a very strange term that's used regarding the Mishkan and the Beis Mikdash, the bread of the face. And again, there are different interpretations the way the shape of the breads on the Shulchan in the, in the Beis Mikdash that it looked like a, like a face. But Rav Nosanzal says, why is it called Lechem Aponim? Shenitztavinu sheyiyamunach lechem tomid lefnei Hashem beveis Mikdash whereby the Torah commands us that 24-7 there has to be these showbreads, as they're called, on the table in the Beis HaMikdosh. And on Shabbos is when the Koyhanim ate those breads. Because as we learned previously, the most important time of the week when there's a flow of this great light of goodwill from Hashem, is on Shabbos. That's why we say in every Shemayin Esrei, Bi'ahavo uverotzayin hinchilonu. In Kiddush, Bi'ahavo uverotzayin hinchaltonu. That Hashem has given us Shabbos with Ahavo and Rotzayin, with love and goodwill. Shezeo bechinas goitel ha-mitzvah shelachila Shabbos. And this explains, as we learned earlier, the incredible mitzvah of eating on Shabbos. Because as we've been learning, it's during the time of eating that there is this great and Shabbos is the day on which there's the greatest And this is why it was critical that there should be bread in the Beis HaMikdash all the time, 24-7. Because the Beis HaMikdosh is the center of Das for the entire world. The Gemara says, Whoever has Das, it's as if the Beis HaMikdosh were built in his time. Because the Beis HaMikdosh was where you had the, the most learned people, the Bezden, the Sanhedrin, Hagdoila, and even the Koyhanim, who were able to devote their whole day to to avoid the Hashem. That's where you had the highest level of Das. Shekol mebechinas ben v'talmed, which is the, the Shlemus Hadas, Rabbi Nezal shows here in the Kutumam, is the combination of the son and the student, the higher level and lower level. And Rabbi Nezal shows there in the Kutumam that the Beis Samikdash has both of them. Ve'ikr kiyum, the Beis HaMikdash is called Cheder HaMitois, the room of the beds. Beds refers to birth of children, that's the Ben. And Rabbi Nezal shows it also in the Kudaman that the Beis HaMikdash is the Talmud. You had the Sanhedrin, the most learned people who were teaching Torah. Ve'ikr kiyum hadas walidei horotzoin hameir b'shas o'achila daiko. And one of the most important things that ensures that the das is established is that that great light that comes down when a person is eating. And that's why the Beis Hamikdash, which is this center of das, had to have food there 24-7, had to have this bread. Bread is the most important food there all the time. 
כמו שאומר רבי סנזל, אז דגמור פוינט סאבין שבס, כדי שיהיה נמשך שם האור הצרות שלהם. Because again, it's food, it's the אכילה that draws this האור הצרות שלהם, שמאיר בהלחם והפרנוסו דייקו, which shines into the bread, into the פרנוסו specifically, as רבי נזל shows there in Ikut Emoran. And now we understand why these breads are called Lechem Haponim, Al Shem Heoras Harotzim, to show that this bread wasn't just something Gashmi. This bread was spiritual on an incredible high level. This bread was what, what drew the Heoras Harotzim, which is referred to as Shehi Bechinas Heoras Ponim, which is referred to as Kaviyochel, the light of Hashem's face. Bechinas, as it says in Birkas Koyanim, we learned a few pages ago, Yo'er Hashem pono ve'lecha v'chuneko. May Hashem shine His face, the light of His face upon you, and give you this grace. K'mayshim avorasham, as Rabbein Azal explains in Likut Imran. V'yalkein nismach beparshas emoir, parshas lechem aponim, Leparsha Shalmitzis Neroi Samenoira. And now we'll understand also why in the Chumash, in Parsha Semoir, we find the Torah puts these two topics side by side the Menoira, the lighting of the Menoira, and the Lechem Haponim. Zebechinas Lehatzil Ponim Mishemen. We know the Pesach says in Tillim that the face shines from oil. Hainu Bechinas Heoras Ponim. This is that term heoras ponim, which is heoras harotzoim. This light of rotzoim of Hashem, shemeir behalechem, which shines into the bread, into the food. Bechinas, as it says in Tehillim, velechem levav enoish yisod. That bread is what satisfies and satiates the, the heart of the person. K'moishim avorsham batoyronah. Again, this, this soiva, this satiation and satisfaction, again, is an expression of this rotzoim, this incredible, a person is completely satisfied. Paragraph Chafalev, V'zehu shenismach b'shmuel, b'inyin dovid, sheborach el achimelech ha-koyen, shenosan lo'i lechem ha-ponim le'echol, v'cherev goliath ha-polishti. We find that at one point, when Shaul HaMelech became envious in a sense, he realized that his kingdom was not going to be passed on to his son, but rather the kingdom was going to be taken away from him and given to Dovod HaMelech. So at one point, Shaul HaMelech started pursuing Dovod HaMelech to kill him. And Dovod HaMelech had to run for his life. And at one point, he ran to the city of the Koyhanim, to Noivir, and Achimelech, he gave him two things. He gave him food, and he gave him a weapon. What food did he give him? He gave him food from the lechem haponim, it says. <clears throat> and, 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 and he gave him the, the sword of Goliath, which they had there, whom Dovar HaMelech had killed. Now, there wasn't a base Samikdash yet. How did he give him lechem haponim? That's the terminology that's used in the Pasuk there. Because there was there were mizbeas, there were bamois. They there wasn't a base samikdash yet, but they were allowed to offer karbonois on a home mizbeach. Kashimizborach sibe benifloisov shedover amelech ocha lechem haponim aliyedei shezocho lihiyos ishchayel kozeh. Because Hashem worked things out, worked out the circumstances in such a way that Dovod HaMelech should be forced, should be to eating this lechem upon him as a, as a result of the fact that Dovod HaMelech was a warrior, was powerful. Rabbi Nezal said there on the Kutimran that in order for a person to have a chilek in this malchus, in this whole process, he has to be ishchayel, he has to be strong, confident. So as a result of the fact that Dovod HaMelech was zoichet to be this Ishchayel, the only one who wasn't afraid to stand up to Goliath, l'natzeach melchamois Hashem, to win the battle for Hashem, laharoig es Goliath apalishti, 
to kill the, the power, the superpower, the pollution at that time, Goliath. Because Rabbi Nezal says there on the Kutimran, a person who is strong, who is not afraid, that person has the ability to connect to the Malchus and to be zoicha to this heora sarotsoin bishasu achila. Alidei sheyeshloi chelek baham Malchus vahamemshola. As a result of this person being connected to and having a part in this kingdom. By being this Ishchayel, Vialkain, Dover Amelech, Shezocho le Iker Malchus Tikdusha, and therefore it's specifically Dover Amelech who was Zechet to be the one to, 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 to have the holy kingdom of Hashem. It's brought, we say, Bayoim Hahu, it says, Vahoy Hashem Lamelech al Koloretz, Hashem will be recognized as king over the entire world. On that day, Hashem will be one and His name will be one. The last letters of Echod, Ushemoy Echod, spell David, to show that the kingdom of Dover Amelech is tied to the kingdom of Hashem. So Dover Amelech, who is Zechet to the real Malchus of Kedusha, Kihoyo Ish Chayel Nifla Venoira, because he was very strong and powerful and unafraid. At Shehorak Goliath, to the point where he killed Goliath, the Locham Kol Hamilchomis Hashem, and he fought all the battles that Hashem told him to battle, to fight against all the different enemies at the time. Alkain Bevatai Hoyozoichel Horasarotsoin Bishaswachila. Therefore, Dovid Amelech definitely was qualified to receive this Horasarotsoin during eating. Now you understand why the Pasuk puts these two things next to each other. That Achimelech, the Koyim, gave Dovid Amelech two things. He gave him Goliath's sword and he gave him Lechem upon him to eat. Because Dovid Amelech had to eat this special bread, Shehu Iker Ho'achilo Digdusha, which represents the highest form of holy food, she'oichlem ha'koyhanim, which usually only the koyhanim eat, k'dei lekabel he'ora sarotzoin al kol Yisrael, in order that Dovid HaMelech should receive this flow of he'ora sarotzoin on behalf of the entire Jewish nation. Ki machma shehoyo ish chayel kozeh, because of the fact that Dovid HaMelech was so powerful, so unafraid, Shehorak Goliath, he killed Goliath. And Dovid Amelch had to conquer and take over the kingdom over the entire Jewish nation. Therefore, he definitely deserved to eat this lechem upon him, which represents this light from Hashem's face. This Yoyer Hashem Pona Veilecha, this Seor Sarotsoin during eating, Vialkei Nismechu Zelozer. And that's why these two things are put next to each other, to show that Dover Amelech is the Ishchayel. And Rabbi Nezal shows the Anikud Imran that in order for a person to be able to receive Parnosa, in order for a person to be able to receive this Seor Sarotsoin, he can't be a Shlamazel, he has to be Ishchayel. That's why the Torah puts these two things together. Paragraph Chavbeis. We'll finish the next two paragraphs and then we'll take questions. And this will explain also why the Torah defines the Koyhanim also as powerful, not schleppers. As it says in the Medrash in Koheles, referring to the Koyhanim. <coughs> Because the Koyhanim were the ones who were eating all of the holy foods. Shehem hakorbonois, utruma, ubikurim, etc. All of those things that the Torah considers extra holy. Kochim tarois, hakoil, kedei lechaper al Yisroel, al yidei achilosom. And what was being accomplished by the Koyhanim eating these things? 
by the Kohanim eating these foods, this brought about a forgiveness for the entire Jewish people. Bebechinas, as it says clearly in the Gemara, Kohanim oichlim ubailem mischaprem. When the Kohanim were eating their portion of the Korban, that's when the one who brought the Korban received his kapora, his atonement. Vahakoil al yidei heoras harotzoin, and how is that accomplished? Through this great light called Rotsoin, Shezohu, which they were Zechatu, Alidei Achilois Kedoshes Koelu, through this holy eating. Because remember, again, if you look in the Chumash, wherever it speaks about Karbonois, it says that the purpose of the Karbon is Lerotsoin Lefnei Hashem, to bring about this goodwill from Hashem, the goodwill being the forgiveness for sins. The Kohanim was by eating these holy foods to receive this light of Rotsoin. And that's what results in complete forgiveness for all sins. Because when this Rotsoin is turned on, Hashem Yisporach Misratzel Yisrael. Hashem is appeased completely from any anger that he has towards Klal Yisrael. Lohem Kol and forgives us for all of our sins. And therefore, the Torah makes it clear that the Koyhanim were Anshechayel, powerful. The Gemara says Koyhanim Zrizenheim. The Gemara says in certain cases, how do we allow the Kohanim to do this? Maybe they'll make a mistake. The Gemara says, don't worry about the Kohanim. They were Zrizen. They were quick, powerful, careful. <coughs> because Rabbi Nezal shows there in Likud Imran that a person cannot receive this during eating unless the person is strong strong-minded, strong-willed. The person has self-control, that kind of thing. Paragraph Chav Gimel, And now we understand also a famous expression in the Gemara, on the table of kings, speaking about certain foods that have certain significance, and the way that we tell if this food is an important food is if this food would appear on the table of kings. So we see a kesher between shulchan, between the food and the malchus. The, the term kingdom is associated with the table. As we find in the famous chapter 23 in Tehillim, which speaks about parnasa and eating. Hashem roi Hashem is my shepherd, therefore I'm never lacking anything. So it says there, Hashem, prepare for me a table opposite all of my enemies. Because the holy king is to the table that's before Hashem. Lifnei means before, and Lifnei means it, which has the ponim of Hashem, the oira ponim of Hashem shining on it. Meaning the ability to receive this incredible high level light that's called Heora Saratzain through the eating on the table. Shezeo Bechinas Dishanto Bashem and Roishi, as it says again in that chapter of Tehillim. Hashem, you have anointed my head with oil. Bechinas lahatzil ponim mishomen, as the Pasuk says, to, to light up the face with oil, this oil haponim, velechem levav enosh yisod. And bread will satiate and satisfy the heart of the person. Note these two are put together. The satiation from the bread and the light of the face. Rabbi Nusselal says, study that chapter on Likut Imran, chapter 7 in the second half of Likut Imran, where Rabbi Nusselal explains all of this. You'll, you'll understand how all of this ties together beautifully. Question, does the Lechem upon him both confer Heora Sarotzayim 
and help a person to become Ishchayel. It's uh, not, as far as I understood from the chapter in Kitaran, it's only a person who is Ishchayel that's qualified to eat it. That in order to qualify to, re- to receive this oyer haponim, this rotsoin, the person has to be Ishchayel. The person has to show a person a certain level of strength. Is our challah and Shabbos because of lechem haponim? The answer is, excuse me. A bechin of le- the answer is yes. It's a reflection of that. The special special breads that we eat on Shabbos, the lechem mishnah, is is a a a, a symbol of the lechem aponim which was eaten by the Kohanim and the Beis Samikdosh. Question, is it coincidence that chapter 23 speaks about bitochin and Hashem in material, materialistic matters as well, and, and chapter 23 of the Kudumran speaks about taivas achila versus bitochin. Nothing is coincidence, nothing is coincidence. And again, the fact that in chapter 23, David HaMelech is expressing his bitochin in Hashem, Rabbi Nazal said in that chapter on Likut Imran, that again, part of this being an Ishchayel is having complete confidence and trust in Hashem and in oneself. Now Rabbi Nazal takes this a step further. Till now we were speaking about the concept of Pidyan Haben, the Pidyan Bechoyer, a human Bechoyer. Now Rabbi Nazal is going to show us how when it comes to redeeming the firstborn animal, it's also connected to everything we've been learning about. Paragraph Chavdalid, V'zeh gamkein bechinas mitzvahs bechoyer behema tohoyro la koyhein. And based on that chapter in the Ketumah, based on what we've been learning till now, we'll understand also why when it comes to the firstborn of a kosher animal species, sheep, cattle, <coughs> There also, the Bechoyer has to be given to the Koyen. And th- this Bechoyer was offered as a sacrifice in the Beis Hamikdosh. What, what part of it? The fats, and the, the fats was burnt on the Mizbeach. The blood was sprinkled on the Mizbeach. And the flesh of the Bechoyer was eaten by the Koyhanim. Because we, the Jewish nation, are required to sanctify even the firstborn among our animals. To, to sanctify the births of animals. And the main one is the first one. And by sanctifying the Hoyloda, the firstborn, this enables a flow of Das to the world. Because even when an animal is giving birth, we have to do something to add a Kedusha to it. Since people, Jews, eat from these kosher animals. And we know that the main source of life, spiritual life of a person, is Nimshach Achila. And how does a person get this Das and Chachma? One of the ways that we get it is through Achila. The Arizal says that there are 32 teeth in the mouth, 16 on top, 16 below. 32 corresponds to the Lamed Beis Nesibus HaChachma. The Seyf Yitzir begins with the fact that there are 32 paths of Chochmah. And the Arizal explains when a person is eating, there is an inclusion of this Chochmah, this Seichel. The teeth have nerves behind them in the gums that are tied into the brain, that this is one of the ways that a person is receiving Chochmah. That's why it's so important for a Jew to make their eating holy. And therefore, when a 
kosher species of animal is born we have to take certain action to sanctify the firstborn from that mother in order that this should again bring a flow of das and by us giving that firstborn calf or sheep or goat to the koyen and the koyen who represents shleimus hadas. We mentioned earlier the pasuk ki sifsei koyen yishmeru das v'toyri v'akshmi piu. So the koyen makrivimenu beis hamikdash offers part of that animal as a sacrifice in the beis hamikdash. Shehu ikar hadas shoben v'talmid, and the beis hamikdash is the major center of both levels of das. As Rabbi Nezal explains over there. V'yalkein shom bebeis hamikdosh meir heoras harotzoin al yidei hakorbonos. And therefore, it's there in the beis hamikdosh that this great light of rotzoin would shine down through the korbonos which were brought. Shenikroim b'shem achilas hamizbeach. And note, the Torah doesn't speak about the Mizbeach burning the sacrifice. The Torah speaks about the Mizbeach eating the sacrifices. As we find that terminology used throughout the Gemara. As it says in Chulin, It is eaten by the fires. And so to many other places where the term Achila is used, regarding the sacrifices being consumed. And as we find in Shira Shirim, in the opening Pasuk, in chapter 5, it says there, I came to the garden, and Rashi says there, that that Pasuk is referring to the Jewish people establishing the Mishkan, that's this holy garden, I smell the different beautiful perfume spices there, and I ate <coughs> certain food together with honey. And Rashi shows there that the Orisi Moiri refers to the Ktoiris. The Ochalti Yarim Dishi refers to the Korbonis, the sacrifices which were eaten. Because these sacrifices that were brought on the Mizbeach and the Beis Hamikdash are referred to as eating. And Rabbi Nezal says on the Kutimran that when you have the proper eating, that brings down this light, this Sarasarotsan. Kamaisha Kosov, as we see, the Pasuk says, Lirtsoinchem Tizbachuhu. You will shecht these sacrifices and, and, and bring them as korbanis, Lirtsoinchem, as an expression of your goodwill, that Rotsoin. Uksiv, and it says in a Pasuk in Yeshayanavi, Ya'alu al Mizbechi, Lirtsoin. You will bring these sacrifices on my Mizbeach, Lirtsoin, for Rotsoin. And so too many other psukim like this. Because this great light of das, which which is affected in a big way by this heoras harotzayin, the place on earth where it shone brightest was in the beis hamikdash. And therefore, it's in the Beis Mikdash that we have the ability to elevate from animal to human. This is the concept of all the different sacrifices that were brought to atone for all the different types of sins. Because when a Jew commits a sin, it means that the person fell down from their normal status of das. Which Rabbi Nezal says there is what defines Adam. The word Adam is bigimatria three times Yud-K. The letters Yud-Hey represent Chachman Bina. 
three times, representing the three parts of the brain. So Adam is das, seichel. A person commits a sin, they lost their das, because the Gemara says, Ein Adam a person will not commit a sin unless a spirit of foolishness enter the person, which means a sin is lack of das. The person falls from the status of Adam to the status of Behemoth. And then the person has to bring a Behemoth to the base of Mikdosh. And the coin offers it as a sacrifice there. And through that procedure, the person is elevating from Behemoth to Adam. By the person being forgiven for their sin completely, they're no longer behema. They are restored to their proper status of Adam. And this is how the person repairs the damage that they did. The fact that as a result of this person's sin, he dropped from the level of Adam to behema. Because now by bringing this sacrifice on the Mizbeach, he's offering that behemoth is being elevated to the status of Adam. The Pesach says, Adam ki yakriv mikem korban l'ashem. An Adam who will offer a behemoth Hashem, meaning that through yakriv, through korbanos, behemoth becomes Adam. V'zeh klal avoitas Yisrael. And this really summarizes what a Jew's life is really supposed to be all about. Our mission is to discover, find all the low levels, all the holy sparks that have fallen into all kinds of low places and elevate them, lift them up. That's why man was created. In order to, to bring recognition of Hashem to all of the lowest, lowest levels. This is what Rabbein Ezzel refers to when we could run over there regarding the tzaddik's responsibility to bring light down below to those who are far from Hashem. Shehu ha'ikr. This is one of many places on the Kutah where Nelson says, that's the main thing. Meaning, teaching people advanced knowledge of Torah, places that people are learning Torah, are very important and very special. But outreaching out to people who are far from Hashem and bringing them close to Hashem is even more special. Bechinas, as the Pasuk says, V'ovisa sehila. You, Hashem, want the praise that comes to you from those who are in the dirt, from those who are in the low places. That's what Hashem really wants. And this is why we give that firstborn animal to the koyim, so that the koyim will offer part of that animal in the Beis Samikdash, on the Mizbeach, like we said before, the fats, the sprinkling of the blood, and the Koyen will eat the remaining parts of the animal with the holiness of a Korban. This brings down a flow of high-level light from Hashem that's called Heros HaRatzayim, Iker HaTikon. And that's the main solution. Because the Jewish people need to sanctify our eating with a variety of different forms of holiness. One of the most important ones is by giving the portion to the koyen, the koyen represents the true tzaddik. And by feeding the tzaddik, through this we are able to draw das she'ikar kiyumoi alidei ha'oratz ha'rotzim b'shas ha'achila. 
and what really ensures that we'll be zeichet to receive this das b'shleimus and be able to pass it on to the next generation is this he'orasarotzin. This he'orasarotzin is what really guarantees that the das will be received properly and be able to pass it on. Another clarification, paragraph chafei, v'yalkein b'shas ha'koma samishkon hekrivu ha'nesiim daiko v'chanukas ha'mizbeach. And this will explain why when they were putting up the Mishkan for the first time, there was a special ceremony where the leaders of each one of the tribes stepped forward and brought a sacrifice, the Nasi of each tribe. The term Nasi means elevated. These individuals who were elevated, which means they had an aspect of Malchus, he was the ruler, the leader of his tribe. A person who has leadership, Malchus, such a person is best suited to receive this during Achila. Because again, the Heorosarotzin goes to the Malchus. And therefore, it's them, specifically the Nesim, that brought their sacrifice to initiate the Mishkan. Because again, the main Tikkun is brought about through these leaders. As we explained earlier, Whoever has a greater portion in the Holy Kingdom is able to receive a greater portion of this this great light, during eating. That's the whole concept of the korbonais, which is the main tikkun. Because this was the main underlying reason of building the Mishkan and the Beis Mikdosh. We're told that it was after the Jews worshipped the golden calf and did such incredible damage, they used the gold, they misused the gold in such a way to make an idol out of it, Hashem said the tikkun for it is going to be the Mishkan, donating gold to the, to the Mishkan. To repair all the damage that they did with their wealth, <coughs> to repair it with the gold and silver that they contributed to the Mishkan. Sheshom ba Mishkan nimshachadas. There in the Mishkan is where the people were able to draw upon themselves das, ad shezochu to the point where they were also zechah to receive this light that's above das, this sorosarotzayim. Shaydezeh mechila savoinais. When there is this sorosarotzayim, the sins are forgiven. Rotzayim means goodwill. When Hashem is kaviochel in a good mood, when the goodwill is flowing, that's when the amnesty is given, the forgiveness. V'yalkein, hanesiyim, she'en b'bechinas malchus, heim daika chonchu oisoyim. And therefore it's the nesiyim who are like the kings of the Jewish people, they were the ones who did the initiation of the Mishkan. Question in the chat, we usually refer to drinking wine as an expression of chachmo he'orasponim, and eating is compared to emuna chasodim rather than to he'oras chachma. How do we know when to refer to eating, drawing down das and chachma, and when it refers to emuna? The answer is that chachma and emuna are really one. When Rabbi Nizal speaks here and in many places about das, he says the main das is recognition of Hashem, emuna in Hashem. So it's really one. It's really one. And, and we learn that eating incorrectly can make one lose one's emuna. It doesn't say lose one's chachma. 
The answer is that a person eating improperly is definitely, that's called eating without das, eating without seichel. Rabbein Azal said, we just learned yesterday, yesterday we had a shir in Chaim Arang, where Rabbein Azal said that eating should be done with yishuv hadas, with consciousness, not unconsciousness, not losing consciousness, with one's brain being turned on, thinking carefully. We mentioned the story with Rav Nosenzal, that somebody once came to him to ask him advice on a very important issue. And the person was in a hurry, and Rav Nosenzal was eating a bowl of soup, and he would take a spoon of the soup, put it in his mouth, and then he put the spoon down. Then he waited a little bit, picked up the spoon, took another spoonful, and put it back down. And the person said, I'm, I'm really in a hurry. If the Rav could... Srav so looked at him and said to him, you don't understand. To be able to make a decision whether to take another spoonful of soup or not, that takes Yishuv Adas. That requires thinking. You're asking me a question that your whole life depends on, and you want quick, quick. You think, you know, quick, that people just snap their fingers and give answers, that kind of thing. So that... Eating, eating, what we'll see throughout Sifrei Chasidus, that eating, many other cases, where it's both Emuna and Chachma. Don't forget, here we're talking about Heora Saratzayim, which is the Keser, the highest, highest level, and we're saying that in order to get that, you need Malchus. Malchus, Mal- what do you mean? They're on two opposite ends of the pendulum. The answer is, we say, Ani Rishayim, Ani Achroim. Hashem says, I'm the first, and I'm the last. I'm on top and I'm on bottom. I am the Keser and I am the Malchus. The Keser is referred to as Ayin. Ayin means nothingness, meaning above all physicality, above all constriction. That's Ayin, and the Malchus is called Ani, and they're both the same letters. It's all part of this oneness of Hashem. Any other questions? Is it true that Achila Dikdusha is one of the main factors guaranteeing the receiving of holy das and passing it forward? The answer is definitely yes. We see the example Rav Nosenzal gave us earlier of Esav. <clears throat> that when did Esav give away the Bechayra? When he ate like an animal. That the Torah says, he said to Yaakov Avinu, Halitenia, shovel the food into my mouth, Halitenia. And that's when Yaakov Avinu saw that he's eating like an animal, Yaakov Avinu said, give me the Bechayra, give me the Chachma, the Das. You obviously don't need it. You're not a candidate for Bechayra. That's when Esav gave up the Bechayra. We'll hold it over here for now, wishing everybody, Rav Nosazal now is going to introduce another topic of eating, the mitzvah of challah, separating challah, when we prepare a dough, when dough is ready to be baked, there's another mitzvah of separating part of that and giving it to the koyin. And he'll tie it in completely to what we've been learning till now. Hashem should give us back the Beis Hamikdash with the koyhanim, with the Levim playing music and, 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 and singing with the coming of Moshiach, the, the true Melech, the ultimate Melech. Amen.